Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Call Me Crazy. Y'all can call me Baz, and it is a new week. We have a new guest, and I'm super excited to introduce Lionel um, to all of you. He is someone I've worked with in the sneaker industry. For many of you who know that I have this deep love for sneakers. It often allows me to connect with really dope individuals, and Lionel has been one of them. He's also a fellow podcaster, which I hope we can discuss a little bit more about. Um, You're a sneakerhead, an athlete, and you're also a dad. So um, these are all things I definitely want to talk about. Um, But I, first and foremost, want to hear a little bit more about your podcast and where we can find you and connect. All right. Hey, Basma. So thanks so much for having me. So uh, yeah, you know, all those things you said are, are true and correct. But uh, yeah, I've really kind of gone down the uh, the podcast hole the last few, uh, few weeks uh, and, uh, you know, recorded a lot of different things. You know, actually, I started, I guess, probably back in, in late February, um, had lots of thoughts about a podcast even before the pandemic. So it's kind of been something that's been on my mind. And ultimately, I got to the point of, Hey, I'm going to take the plunge. You know, I have a mic and, you know, I think I have content and I have what I want. And my wife actually helped design my logo and, and my brother-in-law, you know, designed the, um, the intro to my podcast, um, uh, kind of a, a play on, on video games, but kind of rhymed all the things that, uh, that I'm very, you know, passionate about, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's called sneaks, rhymes, and life. So it's it's just those three elements, and the life thing is is a big piece. But sneakers, which I love, uh, hip hop culture and and rap music in particular, which I love too, and then everything that's life. You know, whether it's you know it, it's it, it's sports, which predominantly takes up time, but you know, social events. Obviously, the pandemic is a, is a conversation that happens quite frequently and then you know anything that fun that comes along along the way kind of gets rolled into that so really almost nothing is off limits although really my two main focus is that you know most of my listeners have have taken in the last couple months it's it's been sneakers and hip-hop which uh, I'm very passionate about both of them I love that and they're all kind of intertwined yes um, if you think about it um With me as well, uh, I don't even know if I've ever had a full podcast or even discussed how uh, much I'm involved in the sneaker community and how big of a part of my like wellness it plays. Um, Just community itself is a big part of like support system. So um, I definitely love um, and praise anything to do with sneakers and sneaker community in Toronto. I think it's a very positive place, um, which I'm very lucky to be a part of. Um, but there is a, some, uh, a hat that you do wear um, that I do want to talk about a little bit more. And it's perfect timing because Father's Day is around the corner. Um, I want to talk about your role of being a father, specifically the term being a Black father and that whole concept behind it. Um, I know there's a lot of stereotypes and stigma. And I'm all about having those taboo conversations. And I think you'd be a great person to kind of talk about it and dissect it a little bit um, uh, and just understand kind of where we can improve when it comes to our views um, and make it more of a positive thing. I think um, there's, I'm very lucky. I've seen wonderful representation when it comes to fathers, um, but I know not everyone has that experience. So I definitely want to 
start off with asking you, why do you think there is such a heavy stigma around Black fathers in the community? Yeah, it's it's a it's a loaded question. Loaded. And, you know, I, I think you know in in my in my world, and you know, fortunately, I am very fortunate to be surrounded. You know, whether it's in chat groups or very close friends or friends that you know now live in other countries, you know, I've been surrounded by a lot of mm-hmm. great fathers um, and and black fathers at that. Um, you know, my brother just became a father last year, um, so you know he's got a a lovely baby boy, Kingston. That's now uh, you know just over one now, and to see him grow, although it's been difficult with the pandemic, um, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing to see and how, how great of a father he's become, you know, right before my eyes. But, um, I think that stigma, it's a lot of things, whether it's, you know, um, you know, call it opportunity or, or social, um, disparity that we've had, you know, over, over the, you know, the time of the last several hundred years in terms of opportunity and, and, and even, you know, just economics, um, of not being able to support a family and, um, that that's led to a a lot of different things when we, we look at, you know, black fathers are not around black fathers, create babies, but never around to take care of them. Like those are the, the stigmas out there. And then, you know, again, you know, whether it's social media or even before social media, movies have just painted that and reinforced that um, that stereotype that mm-hmm. black fathers in particular are, are not good and are not there for their family. But there there are many, you know, there, I, I think that narrative is slowly changing. Um, and at least, you know, we're painting a fuller picture of what's happening. But I think that's why we have it. And, you know, it's unfortunately now been passed generation to generation. And I'm not going to say that there's, there's not every, every black father is, uh, is wonderful and, you know, does everything for their child as they should, but that's also happens in almost every other race. It's just not painted that way. So it's kind of a tough one to swallow, but I, I think, you know, as every black father that is out there, the, the 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 relationship that you have with your child whether you're 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 with your your partner or not and i'm i'm very grateful to have literally the most amazing partner there is that there is and um you know we're we're a team and um to, to raise our young daughter that's at winnie that's five and a half um very very grateful to um to to be working with my wife Catherine on uh, on raising our child but uh it's not like that for everyone. And, you know, there's lots of things that that are out there in your control or not in control that kind of gets in the way. So um, it, it's, it's a, it's a difficult thing, you know, to see, you know, the, the stereotype, Oh, he's, he's a dad. You don't see the mom. Where's the, where's the, uh, why are they not together as a family? But, you know, until you get into someone's shoes and understand what's happening, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to say why, uh, why things the way that they are. Yeah, no, and that's so on point. Um, I think the more, because this is something I've thought about and I've kind of researched and looked into a little bit, um, but just the whole idea of generational, um, it's it's a generational wound, you know? Um, growing up without a father um, is creates that pattern, you know? And, you, and to break that takes a lot of healing. Um, it's also systematic systematic um so with um you know mass incarceration and 
you know, the way systems are built to separate the Black household, these are things that we might not even realize are at stake or were at stake at least um, for a really long time in um, reinforcing that. And it creates a level of oppression. And um, so it's a little bit deeper than just um, Black men being like, I don't want to be there for my child. It's so much deeper. It's wounds that are deeply rooted or systems in place as well as representation. So I love that we can have this conversation because to have a positive role model and to see that it's possible and that, you know, even the fact that you're speaking so highly of your partner, like these are beautiful things. And I think we need more of that, especially with social media, almost making a mockery of it and like, like normalizing and glamorizing these toxic dynamics. Um, I try to highlight the other or paint the other because I think those are also really important things. But, um, you know, it you choose what you consume. So I hope this reaches the right people as well. Um, I hope so, too. Yeah. And I would love to hear. And obviously, we're not here to solve the problem, but I just want to know what you think we could do or what could help um, our community to kind of change that stigma. Yeah, I think. um it's not, uh, it's a multi-layered, uh, you know, situation. It, it's not like, Hey, you're going to have a, you know, a, a couple calls or a couple speeches or a couple things and things are going to change. But I think, you know, it, it goes back to, again, you know, it's a systematic, you know, part of, uh, of the equation on opportunities and, uh, and just what has been out there for, you know, dads everywhere, but particularly black dads, you know, I know we're talking a lot, uh, over the last 50 months about Black Lives Matter because of all the all the things that have happened with uh, at the hands of uh, police and, you know, many, you know, Black women and, and men that have been murdered. But um, I, I think we need to continue to, you know, focus on, you know, what are the issues and, and how do we, you know, through government and, and through those that have the power to, to, to make some changes. But no, again, what we can do in the interim, and it, it's not to gloss over that um, that there's problems. You know, how do we continue to highlight, um, you know, some of the positive things that are happening, some of the actual really good dads that are doing things. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the organization that I work for, I, I do work at Foot Locker, and I, I'm actually part of uh, a group called Build. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a Blacks United in in leadership and development. And um, we, we actually are working on a segment um, for the month of, uh, of June uh, as one of our initiatives. And we're, we're going to have a call and bring a whole bunch of dads together that are in the, um, in the organization, but particularly black dads. I and mean, we're open it to all dads, but we're really encouraging some of our black dads to join. And we have some amazing leaders in the organization that are black, but also amazing fathers, uh, at least what we know. Um, But I think it's really to celebrate. It it takes a lot to be a father. I think, you know, you know, there is a tremendous amount of support and much needed support to those that are mothers. Like, you know, to give birth to a child is, is, is no joke, but um I think that we're going to use the opportunity with Father's Day to really highlight, hey, guys, you are part of the equation in raising your child. And for all the things you do, and we know that there's many dads that are out there that are single dads, um, but do a great job in supporting, like you need to, quote unquote, get your flowers and, and be celebrated that 
you matter and and you are doing great things and and that should be commended. So um, that's something I, that I'm I'm looking forward to kind of getting involved in um, as we're doing some of the pre planning for it for uh, for June. But I, I think is how do you celebrate um, you know fellow fathers that are in your in your network? It, it doesn't need to be a social media thing. I think mm-hmm. you know just grassroots you know, telling a dad, a fellow dad that, Hey, you're doing a good job and you know, you should be proud of yourself. I think those little things. And I know that doesn't always resonate or it doesn't seem like the thing that people should do because there's this macho stereotype that you can't say, Hey man, you're doing a good job. You should feel good about yourself, you know, versus, um, you know, uh, you know, he doesn't need to know. He knows he's fine. Everything's okay. I think, you know, sometimes men are just not as connected to their feelings as they, as they should be. And I think those things, you know, I'm even learning, you know, I, I'm, I'm in my forties and I'm still learning these things that I have opportunity to, when there's time that you should highlight one another, you should mm-hmm. say thank you or give yourself a break because you're having a hard time with, you know, one thing or another. So, you know, that's what I hope to to see happen and, and hopefully to encourage, you know, others, you know, I don't have, you know, the, the biggest influence in Toronto, but I know there's some people, particularly in my workplace that do listen. Um, so that's something definitely I, I want to highlight, um, you know, as we, as we roll into father's day, because I think, you know, me being a, a dad since, you know, my, my daughter's been born, you know, the last five and a half years and my daughter definitely talks in, in halves or in quarters. So, you know, we're quickly approaching, you know, five and three quarters before her birthday. So, um, you know, we mark every little, you know, milestone because I think the little milestones matter. And, and I think, you know, looking at the big picture, every single father's day that you're, you're involving your child's life to, to give them, you know, to give them and support them, you know, on the life that they hope to build and, you know, you know, put coal and gasoline on the dreams that they're trying to create, uh, I think is very, very, important that um, we support those things and they're trying to build a fire you help them build that the biggest fire that they possibly can so um that, that's what that's kind of the things that i'm kind of involved in and i think father's day is important you just came off mother's day and yeah. don't get me wrong mother's day is super important but father's day is important too i agree um 100 i think um we often forget how impactful fathers can be in our lives. Um, I know for a fact, like I'm very lucky to have my father in my life and he was very much involved in my, um, in my life. And I know for a fact that a big reason, um, the way I am is because of him and, you know, things he taught me. And I think he was very much a comp like complimentary to my mom as well. So there's things that my mom obviously was able to teach me and, things he was able to teach me. And I love that I was able to gain, to kind of get that balance. And I'm also where not everyone is able to um, get that experience. But like you said, I think even just having this conversation and that butterfly effect of, you know, you might not know who you reach um, or you validate or, you know, inspire that already can be um, a, a familial, like generational pattern that could be broken. And that's already huge because that's generations. And then that, kind of trickles down for, for years to come. Um, so I, I think like, I think the best advice is just working on yourself, you know, just trying to be better and heal and understand where your wounds are and just trying to become better and 
do better than, you know, our parents want us to do better than they did. Yeah. And we want to hopefully can become better than they, than they were. Um, and we spoke about Father's Day. And I know, I know a couple of people who are going to be first time fathers this Father's Day, or um, I know a lot of men that want to be fathers in the future. Um, what is the best advice or, I don't know, something you would want to share with them? Uh, wow. Uh, I, I think, I think a couple things that, that I would share is, um, you know, and, and I would, I'll be, you know, fully transparent that I think the the relationship that I had with my father was mm-hmm. at times good and, and at times not so good. I think we had our ups and downs and, you know, m- my dad and I, you know, at times never saw eye to eye. And there, there was like, I, if I were to have a decision, I know at some times, or if I were to pick a team, my dad would pick the opposite team. Like he would be on the other side of the fence. We used to laugh and joke all the time. It's like, would you rather win an NBA title or be in the hall of fame? And I was like, I'm a winner. I want to be, I want to win a title. And it's just like, I want the accolades. Like I want, so like, these are fun things that we would always kind of see and always had a different perspective. But I think, you know, I I think what I would share with everyone is, you know, there's a lot of different fathers out there and, you, you really have to feel that you can take parts that you like or, you know, take words of advice you like from people and, and, but, and ultimately curate it that you come and create your own, you know, how you want to be a father. I think there's no, there's no one way, there's no one right way to even do fatherhood. It's something you're authentic. And I think the easiest thing I would tell, and I, I learned this a long time ago and it's been my mantra and I've shared it with every father is whatever your gut tells you, that's the right thing for you to do. Like um, you, you can read every book, but how you think you want, you, you should handle the situation. What you believe in your heart of hearts is what you should go ahead and do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, you know, um, the other thing, and, and it's, it's a juggling act when you, you work and you want to have a social life and you have a child, but uh, I think is how do you always try to come back to, and sometimes you need your partner to give you, you know, give you perspective. And that's why I'm so grateful for my wife um, because she does give me a lot of perspective in terms of what am I doing and how does that impact, uh, you know, what's happening in the household and particularly with my daughter, I think he, you know, to try and always take a step back, whether someone's got to give it to you or you got to listen, how do you continually be conscious of your perspective of how you're, how you're navigating, you know, the time you have with your, your child, Mm -hmm. I think is, is super important. Um, Because I definitely know, like, you know, I spend a, a little time and a little, a little bit more time than I focus on, the time that I do have and I invest it with my daughter, like I can just feel and see the relationship, how we, and how we act. And it's even, it's directly related into her mood because she's an only child. So when she gets dad's attention and dad gives her a piggyback or dad (laughs) runs down the street with her, with her bike, like she knows, and she wants to spend more time with me versus if I'm always too busy and there's other things happen, but it can be important. But the time you have with your child is, is, is of utmost important. I tell myself now, it's like the clock is ticking. 
You know, she's going to be six. And by the time she's 15, she won't want anything to do with me. So <laughs> stay close for another nine years. And before I know it, she won't know anything. You can go and do whatever you need to do. But oh, that's that's kind of the fun thing I tell myself. But um, yeah, I think my, my daughter clearly values the time. And, and I and I know my, my wife is always looking and hearing when, when we spend time together, like, you know, my daughter and I, you know, we're scheming in private meetings and I have a five and a half year old daughter, but <laughs> three days of scheming at bedtime to, to figure out what we were going to do for mom for mother's day. So, but she like that, that time with her has mm-hmm. been like, it's like catapulted us the entire week. Like we still like, she gets mad at me and then she remembers all the stuff that we did to get yeah. ready for mother's day. So she can't stay mad at me now. Oh, so, so again, the time, the time, the time that you spend with your child really does matter. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't see it, just spend some time and you'll realize that it's, it's much different and not everyone is, is fortunate enough or has the circumstances that they live in the same house as their child, or they're in a, you know, a perfect relation or close to it that they have both parents living together, but uh, everyone's got something different, but understand, you know, as a father, trust your gut. And, uh, and know that the time that you spend with your child matters. Wow. I love that. And it's so, cause I'm very much like a daddy's girl. Like I have such a good relationship with my dad now. It wasn't always like that, but my dad only has daughters. And I would say by far, the only thing that I wanted from him was just him, his time and his presence, like, or when he did have time for him to be present. And I, I think some of my favorite memories are just, remember remembering him being fully like just engaged and just spending time and um I love those memories so 100% I agree and um it sounds like you're a girl dad which I love and I'm I am (laughs) such a girl dad like I love it like we we had um I think it was on it was a long weekend I think my wife needed to go was painting a mural Mm -hmm. and uh you know trying to figure out what what to do with my daughter um for the day because we it was just her and I right and you know we could be fighting over the tv or you know she doesn't want to go outside but you know I came up with the idea it's like I have something you haven't done this with me yet and it's like we're doing a spa day so so you know we we got her on all the blankets and and the pillows and then I painted her nails and I got like the like the electronic massager that we have and I gave her a massage and we put her in her house coat and she she absolutely loved it like she says like dad take pictures take pictures we gotta remember we gotta remember so um and then send them to mom when she's painting send them to mom this is what my nails look like and dad painted them so like those things are are just just precious so yeah. And I can say, um, having that relationship with your dad is huge, especially once you start, um, getting into adolescence and then adulthood, being a young woman, having a positive relationship with your dad is, I think has been probably one of the biggest, um, assets that I've had. It's allowed me to, you know, just maneuver in the world a little different I don't take that for granted and I think that that's amazing and my dad always says that girls change men like they make them better men when they have daughters um so uh, I always I I have such a soft spot for girl dads because my dad only has girls and I know that we've definitely uh softened him up and 
you know, I, I definitely know that I became a different person when, when <laughs> yeah. I, when the doctor told me that I was having a girl, like mm-hmm. I started to just started to change. And I, mm-hmm. I think it's been so good for my growth and my evolution to, to have a, to have a girl. I, I would have loved to have a boy. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. No, cause we'd be playing in the backyard and throwing the baseball, but you know, we do that same stuff and then there's other stuff. So I think it's helped me learn so much by, by being a girl dad. I love that so much. Um, I, this conversation is actually, so it makes me very, almost warm inside and it's sometimes a lot of these conversations that I do have on the pod can be heavy so I I like that I have that balance and um I definitely want to ask you something um we always end with a small joy of the week so it could be anything that's just made you happy I think practicing gratitude and um sometimes just acknowledging things that have small wins um that have that you want to highlight this week yeah, I think uh, I, I think if I were to take um, any any small wins is uh, I, I kind of go back to Mother's Day because that was uh, that was Sunday and you know it, it was like my daughter's you know in her mind like her production like we had I think I still have it here on my desk like a full sheet of paper oh, all wow. these notes that we were making and here's the order it's like Dad you got to go out and get the flowers and then I need you go to, you go to the grocery store and get the cupcakes like. She wanted to go even see, like, here's the flower store. Dad will get it. Like, we didn't even go in. Like, we just stayed across the street and, like, we kind of picked them out across the street and got back in the car and went home. So it it was, it it was, it it was a pretty amazing, you know, you know, just journey to go on with her. And, like, she was just so excited every time we came up with a new idea. Like, that was, that was a lot of fun. And then just the production. And, you know, I think we, we woke up at, 6 a.m. and she told said, dad set your alarm you you gotta get up like you're the last one to get up every morning you gotta be the first one and it's like if I don't wake up you, you just gotta pick me up and carry me out of bed and sure enough that morning I I picked her up and carried her out of bed and uh she woke up and like she looked like she was about to get mad as she was going down the stairs and then she just like oh yeah yeah it's mother's day we gotta get yeah. going Thanks for getting me, dad. So that, that was, that, that was pretty priceless. And again, like my wife just love all, loved all the thought that we put into it, but you know, M- mother's day at the same time carries, uh, you know, it w- was a little heavy for me because, um, you know, I lost my mom last year. I also lost my father last year. So, um, this was like the first calendar year, you know, I did go through mother's day last year, but it really, it really sat in, you know, some more. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough situation for me because I have my parents, both my parents' birthdays are in between Mother's Day and, and kind of Father's Day or kind of like all within like a six week period. So it's kind of a lot of remembering that they're not there. And this will be, you know, the first Father's Day without my dad. It was the first birthday he had that, you know, he wasn't with us anymore. So, you know, there, there was a lot of, you know, joy in that day, but there was still, uh, you know, I still had a couple moments with tears in my eyes because, uh, you know, as, as super excited I was for, for, for my daughter, I still wanted my mom, but, uh, I, I know that she's with us and, um, that was kind of my little ray of sunshine for the week. I love that. Oh, I love that. Um, you know, the smallest joys or things that might not seem like a big thing, they, they stick with us, you know, the smallest act of 
you driving to see the flowers and pointing them out and, you know, the list, like these are things that stick with us and they're so healing to get us through these times that can be really struggle. Uh, Like that could be a struggle and then with everything happening too. So I love that. That makes me so happy. Um, My small joy is actually Mother's Day as well. Um, I haven't been able to see my family because of everything. So I've been staying within my own bubble. Um, But I dropped off um, flowers to my mom on the porch and wrote her a card. And I literally ran out that like ran. And then I FaceTimed her. I was like, oh, I think there's something on the porch for you. And just seeing her reaction. And even though I'm not able to physically be there, it was just really nice. And my sister texted me after and she's like, I think you won. Like, not that oh, it's a boy. competition. Is it a competition? <laughs> I guess it was. I, I wasn't, I didn't know, but I guess I won. Um, but it was just nice to see my mom happy and uh, to let her know, like, even though I can't see you, like I'm thinking about you. And, you know, that's all we want is for the people we love to know that yeah. they're happy and they're loved. Um, so, yeah, I love that. Uh, thank you again for joining me this is definitely one of the more feel-good episodes so i definitely need more of these right now okay well i don't think you got to think of how to have a balance right so yeah and it's important i think everything's about balance um i do want to know or i would love for you to share where we can find your podcast with um our listeners and sure find you yeah so um you can find me um Twitter, Instagram, it's all normally the same, same handle. So it's L underscore MAC42. Um, you know, uh, Instagram, uh, uh, Twitter, you know, TikTok, you, you name it. It's all, I use the same account just to make it easy for people to find me. And then my podcast, which I've been running the last uh, couple months, it's um, sneaks underscore rhymes underscore life underscore podcast. So um, I am on Instagram where you see a lot of content that upcoming stuff or stuff that's just relevant in the, in, uh, in these times, you know, based on sneaks rhymes and then whatever life may roll in together. Um, but you can find the actual podcast. Uh, I've started to put a few of these episodes now on YouTube. It, YouTube still doesn't feel a little comfortable yet. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I really started my roots um, on um, on uh, Apple Music and on Spotify. I, I really I originally started using the the Anchor app, which I that's how I kind of spread the app. So it's easy Super, yeah. it kind of gets to, um, you know, all the different media, the media outlets that you need to. So that's how you kind of find me. Um, it's been a, a, a pretty good journey so far and I'm enjoying it, connected with so many different people from athletes to rappers to uh, fellow podcast people. I think that some of the most enjoyable conversations that I've had with uh, some of the people that have actually had their own podcast. So um, yeah, that's how you can find me. And again, really appreciate you having me on. It, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And I'm really excited for our episode. So for anyone listening, we did record an episode together. Um, I get to talk a little bit more about my sneaker head journey, um, which is something I don't think I've ever really discussed on my platform. So if you're curious to hear where my love for sneakers kind of stemmed from and my collection, definitely check out Sneaks, Rhymes, and Life podcast. Um, Other than that, you can follow us at Call Me Crazy Pod 
uh, Key Radio and at Be For Real. And we will see you all next time. Take care. Bye, Baz. Bye.